Want to clear the air? Need to get something off your chest? Go on, try it. You want to feel the heat as it comes out of your mouth. My mother-in-law's cooking is mediocre at best. If young adults want to start buying their own homes, maybe they should stop ordering avocado toast. I, for the life of me, can't believe Odyssey Management gave these two clowns their own show. There, I said it. Now, doesn't that feel better? DXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy present There, I said it. On the number one hip music station. 709 on the clock this Thursday morning. Thank you guys for starting it off with us. Appreciate that. Currently 18 degrees outside. People are texting in for there. I said it. We're going to get to all of your unpopular opinions this morning because that's, gee golly, that's what they are, Breeze. Golly gee Goodman, let's just sling it. (laughs) Shall we? Shall we? Speaking of slinging it, you guys missed out last night at Poor Enjoy. Me and Breezy were slinging drinks for guest. We're guest bartending. That's what we do. We raise money for charity. Were we slinging drinks? Were we slinging drinks? <laughs> Insert clip of me working here. Insert clip of Moose sitting sipping two cocktails here. All right. Anyways, the proof is in the pudding, as I always say. You I, know what I mean? I do it for the giraffes. All right, let's get over to our girl, Allison. Uh, what's up, Allison? She said, whatever happened last night, just let it happen. This is so stupid. If people can't, then they can't stop hustling and let them be. Life is short and sudden. There I said. (laughs) Allison, sweetie, it's giving Morris code. (laughs) That was so profound. Thank Thank you for giving me two strokes for the price of one. Do you think she's still coming off of last night? I don't know what that was. Uh, Oh, man. This person says, oh, his name's Jeremy. He said, killing bugs is sad. They don't deserve to die. There, I said it. You're a murderer. (laughs) Killing bugs. Killing bugs is sad. Um, Do you ever have like a centipede crawl across your bedroom wall? A centipede? Yeah. No. Oh, I I don't know what it is though, but I do live in constant fear of the mice coming back. And I uh, listen. Uh, after, and I say mice. There was one mouse. I'm being drama, but like you don't have to worry about that. I sent a message. They will not be coming back. Let's go over to Vinny. Hey, <laughs> Vincenzo. What's up, guys? It's Vinny. Uh, any chance you can plug my business on the air? I detail I detail cars for a living in Spencerport. If anyone owns a BMW, a Mercedes, or any luxury car like a Lexus, bring it in and I'll clean it for you. Uh, you've never seen a spotless car until now. When they come in, just let them know that Vinny sent them. I'll get right. that winter salt off. I, <laughs> I absolutely love... That he said all of that and didn't plug his business. What an absolute waste of time. Uh, Thank you, Vinny. I'll send him your way, buddy. Uh, Craig's here. He says, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. You don't need to feel obligated to tip everywhere you go. Servers already make an hourly wage. Don't make them guilt you into giving more. There, I said it. Ooh, hot take from Craig. How do you feel about that, a.k.a. server, a.k.a. radio host? aka broke as a joke um i think that's terrible and i if you're broke craig just say that i mean there's no worries it's fine 
I just don't think that you should be going out to eat if you can't tip. No, you Because that's a part tip. of our culture and our society. I, no, I agree. I think it's the only like, thing that you can have a problem with, and I, I know somebody tried to correct me on this once, because usually if I do uh, pick up food delivery service, I don't, I'll tip like two, three bucks. Wait, wait, wait. Food delivery service or you're physically picking it up? No, like I'll up? go down there, pick. I'll, I'll go to the place, I'll pick it up, I'll put you're it in the food You're doing all the work. Well, that's what I'm saying. Would you but, tip a fast food employee? I have, yeah. Uh, they're not making a wage of a server, though. No, McDonald's I'm, workers or what? any fast food, they're making out pretty well. What's an extra making buck? Making 20 bucks an hour. What's an extra buck or two, you know? I mean, they got to deal with people's crap all day. Okay, do you want to hear mine for today? What choice do I have? <laughs> to not tip? <laughs> but, oh, what, to listen to mine, you mean? Yes, what's the oh, vibe? Oh, right, right, right. Of course. <laughs> what are the vibes? Um, I just... And we'll talk about this... We'll talk about this tomorrow or maybe later on in the show. I can't remember what we said, but if you can't leave your dog for more than an hour, you're the problem. You, this and has got you rattled. you are rattled. contributing to not only your own anxiety, but your dog's anxiety. Listen, I'm not saying that people can't love their dog. I think it's very healthy. I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a great bond situation for you and your dog and I know some people are literally obsessed with their dogs. Yeah. I don't get that personally, but like I love that for them. But when your dog is debilitating your social schedule or your work-life balance or your calendar, sure. that's when things are really really an issue and you're literally relying on your dog as a crutch to get you out of social situations. And and to that I say no. To that I say no. To you going out for drinks and saying, oh, I can only stay for 15 minutes. I have to be home to get the dog. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you even saying right now? No, I'm shaking pissed. That's why I can't have a dog. Do you want to do something tonight? Yeah, but I can only hang from 4.45 to 5 (laughs) because I have to go hang out with the dog. It's like... What? What do people do when they're at work all day? <clears throat> okay, I'm done. It's fine. Everything's Thank fine. But like God. Jiminy Crickets. Yeah, that's why you can't have a dog. It'd be dead in a week. Uh, all right, let me go over to Adam. He says, it's sad that as a guy, if you're 5'6 or less in height, you automatically become disqualified from the dating pool. When are we going to stop worrying about our height and start paying more attention to how shallow some women can be. There, I said it. I feel like if I was straight, I would be into a short king. Yeah. I mean, there, I said it. I'm not the tallest dude. You know, I'm 5'9", but I got friends who are 5'6". You're 5'8 and, and a half. Looking back at it, they don't make out too well. So, yeah, no, I I, I get it, Adam. Uh, here's mine. I think, uh, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday because I think I've met enough high school sweethearts who are married mm. to come to the realization that I don't think they stay together because they're in love. They they do it for the title. There, I said it. Oh, my God. I couldn't agree more. They do it for the title. You ever see some of these people? They're yeah, they wear f- it as a badge of honor. They're in their 50s. Like, yeah, we've been together since we were both 14. Uh, never been with anyone else. Nobody cares. Terrific. Where's that gotten you? You've been screaming at each other for the last 20 years. No sex. Oh, my God. Yikes. (laughs) Honestly, I've never, like, 
you've never said anything more real in my entire like I've never This is the happiest real. I've ever been. I'm not knocking those relationships because I know that, you know, they exist and they're out there. But how can you live your entire life not experiencing life? No, you can't. People have experienced life. They've just experienced it with the same person. And for some people, they're happier than they can be. I just think, and listen, I think there are some sweethearts out there, not to backpedal. I'm sure there's a handful of them that truly are soulmates. But for a lot of other people, let's be honest, you're miserable. You're more likely to find your soulmate in high school than you are to hit the, like, the lottery and that are, like, one in the same. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't really happen that often, especially in this day and age. You're Snapchatting Johnny, and he's Snapchatting 40 other biddies. So that's not your high school sweetheart. That's a playa. Play on, playa. <laughs> You, too, can be the center of attention. Call or text Moose and Breezy now. 585-252-9800. 98PXY, the number one hit music station. It seems like we just reopened the thruway, right? After that massive, massive storm that we saw in Buffalo, there was a travel ban on Saturday. Anyone on the road after 5.30 was getting ticketed. This, that, and the third. New York State Thruway Authority announced a new commercial vehicle ban from Exit 46, which is Henrietta, to the Pennsylvania Pennsylvania State Line. This new ban obviously comes hot off the heels of the ban that we saw over the weekend. That ban was lifted just Monday morning. Now we're here sitting pretty at Thursday. Right. It went in place yesterday afternoon. Um, it also impacts... Um, is it 190? I-90? No, what, like 190 in Buffalo. Well, they're closing that too, right? Yeah. Um, that impacts both Did- directions. As well, until further notice. I'm just, I'm thinking about the Bills game on Sunday and how long this is going to go until this ban. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It's the reason last weekend they, they moved the game from Sunday to Monday. They didn't really want people traveling. Right. It really affected a lot so of people's travel. This is ju- this specific ban is just commercial vehicles. Okay. So truck drivers, you know, people carrying tons Oh, just of commercial. Okay, we don't have to really worry. No. But I mean it is convenient for those people that, you know, have to do their job. Um so more to come on that, but stay safe out there because Buffalo's still getting hammered. No, it's snowing right now. One of of my appointments, um, one of my specialists lives in Buffalo. We normally meet in Rochester on Wednesdays. She couldn't, she hasn't left her house in three days. We did a Zoom yesterday. She's like, I I haven't left my house since Saturday. It it was brutal last weekend. Her kids haven't been to school since last Friday. Like, it's snowing right now. Look at 100% chance of snow in Buffalo. Yeah. So, Uh, thinking of our friends to the West. A train hit a car on Main Street in the village of Fairport yesterday. This was, this is wild. This was just after 7 p.m. I don't know if anyone witnessed this happen yesterday or was in Fairport. Police said the driver was going north on Main Street, got caught on the tracks. I mean, I've seen this in movies, but bystanders saw the train coming, jumped in to help. And uh, Matt Barnes, he is the Fairport police chief, and he says, got stuck on the tracks. The railroad tracks couldn't get the car off, and the driver was removed from the car by some citizens, and police and uh, were able to help, and then the train came. They couldn't slow the train down. 
which I don't think nobody's expecting them to. That's there's really no stopping a train that's right. traveling at those speeds. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, the police chief said, you know, uh, the train sent the car three quarters of a mile mm. down the tracks. Main Street was shut down. The car was dragged half a mile up the tracks and recovered near Ledestri Food and Drink. The driver and the train conductor were not injured, thankfully. Damn. But uh, Main Street was closed for several hours yesterday and since has reopened. And I'm like, that's uh, the video footage of seeing that train hit the car. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yikes. I'm sure you know who won that battle. Glad everybody's yeah. okay, though. Yeah, I'm glad nobody was hurt. Scary hurting. situation. Um, coming up on the show, some of you remember from last week, I discussed why a friendship breakup is sometimes more difficult than a breakup with a significant other. I have a friend who I believe has suffered with alcohol abuse, and it got to a point the other week where I noticed that his behavior started to affect me, not just emotionally, but financially as well. Um I'll give you guys an update of the conversation that was just recently had, and if my friend was willing to accept any help. It's all Mm -hmm. coming up next on PXY. PXY is free and always will be. Welcome back to PXY Mornings with Moose and Breezy. Just wanted to give everyone an update about this situation with a friend of mine. I know, I think it was last Friday, uh... Not too long ago on the show, I was discussing how sometimes ending a very long friendship can be harder than ending a relationship with a significant other. Because, you know, friendship breakups are, they're hard. Mm -hmm. And this is something I was contemplating, and I remember I shared with everyone listening how I'm just fully convinced my friend was a huge, he has a huge drinking problem. Which is sad, because, you know, you want to be there for your friend, and you don't want to, like, pass judgment or, or anything, or make them feel like, kick them while they're down. But no. at the same time, you've been dealing with this for a while. Yeah, he lost his mom three years ago, completely spiraled. And I think he would get mad at his family members because they weren't grieving the same way that he was. And everybody does that differently. But I think this started to affect me when I had asked him to help. Well, not just this situation. This was the icing on the cake. But I had asked him to help me with my apartment in Hollywood. I had a a girl tenant moving in. She signed a lease for three months. And I trusted him enough to make her feel comfortable. Give her the keys, answer any questions, but nope. He decided after he was done with all that, he went home that night, got plastered, and then drunk dialed her four to five times, completely creeping her out. And she wanted to leave immediately, which put me in the hole almost six grand. And I was furious Mm -hmm. with him. So there was no contact. He calls me four days later. Leaves a voicemail that he's finally putting the pieces together. And that he hopes that nothing he did or anything he said caused her to leave. I'm like, he can't can't be serious. He's just putting the pieces together four days later. Well, what sounds like he went on quite the bender once again. So I'm also convinced this is why he, you know, got let go of his job four months ago. He says he got laid off. I say he got fired because he stopped showing up, because he was hungover, or he was going into work drunk. That's truly what I believe. Now, this dude is my boy. Uh We've been friends almost 12 years. He's a good guy, and he will always help you out whenever you need something, because he's dependable when he's not drinking. Right. 
or not in a toxic fight with his girlfriend. Even in that situation the last three years, I'm done with those conversations. Sure. It's the same convo over and over and over again of how bad they're doing. And I'm like, dude, leave. You can't keep having this conversation. I don't it's know not what else to tell you. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for my mental health. It's bad. It's round and around and around. And it's been a week, so I finally decided to call him back yesterday and return his call from a week ago. And I said, hey, man, you know, forgive me for taking so long to call you back, but I was pissed. I said, it's concerning that you mentioned it took four days for you to put the pieces back together. Right. I said, at this point, I think we can agree you have a problem. Right. But also, I'm not judging you for it. I said, that whole ordeal with my tenant and you drunk dialing her, I said, I, I, I was beyond embarrassed. And because of your actions, I lost out on a lot of money. I said, you creeped her out. You know, it's not like two, three hundred bucks. That's six grand. It's a lot of money. And now I got to make up for that and, you know, flip the bill myself if I can't get somebody in there. Correct. And he goes, dude, you know me. I I wouldn't do that. That's not me. I said, Ryan, yes. In in a hypothetical world situated in a different dimension of space and time, that's not you. You would not do that. But I'm telling you, you did and you screwed me. I I said, you need to get help, man. Your actions and your drinking are starting to affect the people around you, including me. And I said, not to mention, your relationship uh, has turned to crap. You lost your job four months ago. You drink every day. I said, Ryan, I called you on a Tuesday at 1.30 and you were blasted. Right. Do you think you have a problem, yes or no? He goes, I'm working on, on drinking less. I said, no, no. The goal is, I think, to not drink at all. Mm -hmm. I said, I love you, but our friendship is officially over unless you go check yourself in somewhere to go get some help. I said, I can't continue to enable you. I said, because anytime I come out there or we get together in general, we're we're genuinely, we're we're drinking. We're going out. We're doing dinner. We're doing all that stuff. But I said, you drink uh, at another level. I said, I'm sipping on a bourbon. I said, you've thrown four back in 20 minutes. Right. Correct. He goes, oh, come on, man. I'm not an alcoholic. I said, most people who are would say that. Then he just, goes, I'm just denial. In a sense. He goes, oh, look, I'm really, really sorry. I screwed you over with, with the tenant. He goes, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I'm, uh, I didn't think I would do something like that. And I didn't tell him this. And it's, it's crazy because... These thoughts crossed my mind mm-hmm. when I asked him for help. I'm right. like, God forbid he ever did that. I said, I, I, I'd kill him. And I'm actually thinking about this and playing it out in my head. What if he did? And he did. He did everything I thought he was going to do. And I'm so disappointed. And I said, you know, uh, he goes, I'm going to therapy and I'm talking to someone. And I said, that's great, man. I said, I, I, I love that you're doing that. I really do. I said, I think you need... Um, I think you need another avenue to help you with your drinking because if you're going to be in denial, you can only do that for so long. I said, but the most important thing you can do right now, buddy, I said, is look around you. Right. Your life is in shambles. I said, your relationship, your, your work environment. I said, the fact that you're not working right now makes you want to drink even more. I said, you got to hit the gym hard and do it every day. You got to start talking to someone. You got to start applying. He goes, I've been applying for jobs. I do it every day. People aren't hiring right now. I said, fine. 
Put your best foot forward. You, I, I believe you're doing everything you, you, you said you're doing. I said, however, you have a problem. And until you get some help, then I just I can't continue to hang out with you or talk to you. I said, because I'm done and I'm still pissed off yeah. what you pulled on me from a week ago. And I said, I'm not going to hold it over you. I said, we've been friends for 12 years. I said, but it's getting to a point where I've come to the realization that it's starting to affect me and the people around you and your brother. your mental health. I said, come on, dude. When, enough is enough. When are you going to look in the mirror and say, I need a little bit of help? So you had this full conversation. It obviously didn't go well because he seemed kind of in denial about the whole thing. Yeah, he not only in denial, but, you know, anybody where I didn't want it to come off where I was pointing the finger at him, but you can't help but feel triggered when you think someone's doing that to you. And so he was like, yeah, yeah, well, I'll think about it. Almost kind of I felt like I was being brushed off a little bit. And uh, I realized you can't help someone that doesn't want to help themselves. Correct. You're never going to be able to do it. So I'm like, all right. I said, how about this? You you go ahead and you keep me updated on what's going on. I said, for the time being, d- don't help me out with my apartment. I said, I'm good. I'll I'll find somebody because I pay him. Anytime he goes over there, I'll give him a chunk of change just for his time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, he needs it right now. And I said, if if I can give you any piece of advice, man, I said, go back home to the East Coast where your family is. Right. I said, there is nothing left for you in Los Angeles. It has been nothing but a toxic environment for the last couple of years. You have no ties there anymore. There's no more work. Your relationship, you could kiss that goodbye because you guys are awful for each other. I said, I'm sorry for being so blunt. I said, but we all know this. You know that deep down. He goes, I know, I know, I know. I said, so what are you doing there? He goes, well, I'm scared of starting over. I don't want to start over. I said, dude... That would be the biggest blessing in disguise. Right. Is if you can start over. He goes, well, he has to start over. You just because you did it doesn't mean it's easy for everyone else. I said, I no one said it was easy. I didn't say it was easy. It's the hardest thing I had to do twice in my life. I said, but it was the biggest payoff ever. Right. I said, so you need to think about that. Think about all the your dad is in his 70s. How many times you go to Chicago? You go twice a year. Great. Right. So Let's say you got maybe six more times before you see your dad ever again. I said, think about that. Do the math and weigh out what's really important here because there's nothing left for you in L.A. It's expensive and it's it's a headache for your mental health. I said, for right now, you figure out what you want to do and you call me back. Mm -hmm. And I said, I I love you, man. I got your back no matter what. But we're in a situation right now where I'm not going to be friends with you until you get the help you need. And that's it. That's fair for you to say, though. Honestly, and I know like tough love is needed in situations like this. And, and some people could listen and think, how could you abandon your friend? But at the same time, you have to protect your peace and you have to let people know who you love that they're royally screwing up. For a couple of years, I felt guilty. Like I can't walk out on someone that needs me the most. Yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. I, I'm wiping you my shouldn't. hands clean. I'm tired. You shouldn't. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who've dealt with this with a significant other or friend or family member who feel the exact same way. When you've had enough, you've had enough. So you're at, you're at the end of your rope. Yeah. I'm glad you had the conversation, though, because like last week when we were talking about it, we were talking about how hard it is to even have this conversation in the first place and let people down 
gently while also giving them tough love because again like you said last week you didn't want him to spiral and you didn't want him to go off the deep end with you abandoning him or telling him like it like it is basically but he if he does i it's not my fault no not at all not even remotely he did this to himself and that's a hard pill to swallow but a lot more people find themselves in this situation than not, which is unfortunate. And it's not always a friend. Sometimes it's a family member. Sometimes it's a significant other. Sometimes it's a coworker. Yeah. I, I had a, a, a handful of listeners that texted me on the side um, last week when I talked about it. And I just want to say thank you guys. They showed a lot of support and uh, gave their story as well. Right. So, well, thank you for sharing and being vulnerable. It's not really an easy topic to talk about. No, I know. I'll keep you guys posted on what happens in the future, but thanks for, right now, thanks for listening. No contact. Correct. Yeah. Uh, 752, we're going to take a quick break. You got Moose and Breezy on PXY. 98 PXY.